Today on the newscast, Israel and Palestinian Islamic Jihad have agreed to a ceasefire. What are five big takeaways from Israel's latest operation against terror in Gaza? Find out next. Hey folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman newscast. It was a very busy weekend here at the Watchman News Channel on YouTube. Special Saturday and Sunday editions of the Watchman newscast as we followed very closely everything that was unfolding between Israel and Palestinian Islamic Jihad in Gaza. If you missed those weekend updates, you can simply check them out here in our archives under newscast on the homepage while you are there. Be sure to subscribe and click the notification bell so you get alerts every time a new video is posted. Hey, we're posting every day, Monday through Friday, faithfully, but Depending on the news cycle, we are often coming to you on the weekends as well. And over this weekend, we had a very busy and important news cycle that was largely ignored, it seemed, by the mainstream media. Did you notice that? I didn't see much reporting at all on what was unfolding in Gaza over the weekend. Very interesting and not surprising that the mainstream media dropped the ball once again because events unfolding in the Middle East right now, folks, will profoundly affect all of us no matter where we live. That day is coming, but in the meantime, what about the past three days and the latest major flare-up between Israel and terror groups in Gaza? It was called Operation Breaking Dawn. The big breaking news is that there is a ceasefire now between Israel and Palestinian Islamic Jihad. Egypt mediated this ceasefire, and as I come to you around 12 p.m. Eastern Time on the east coast of the United States on Monday, August 8th, it appears that this ceasefire is holding up for now. What are five big takeaways from this latest round of fighting? Once again, Israel going at it with terror groups in Gaza, Iran-backed terror groups. Important point there. What are five big takeaways? Again, we broke down minute by minute, hour by hour on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the three days of fighting here on the newscast. So now we can take a step back and kind of assess the situation. Uh, number one, the number one takeaway from Operation Breaking Dawn, which is now completed, is that Palestinian Islamic Jihad was weakened severely. Folks, there's no question. Number one, according to Israel, uh, the Israel Defense Forces eliminated the entire senior leadership of Palestinian Islamic Jihad in Gaza. Wow, that's a major success. Now, this operation kicked off, of course, on Friday with uh, Israel eliminating the northern commander for the northern Gaza Strip for Palestinian Islamic Jihad, then following on Saturday, eliminating the commander of southern Gaza for Islamic Jihad, Khaled Mansour. So two major, major victories there, obviously, for the IDF. And there were other uh, terror foot soldiers, a few dozen, it seems, that were also killed in Israeli airstrikes, Israeli drone strikes over the weekend, precision strikes, great intelligence uh, by Israeli intelligence services, of course, and a great performance once again by the Israel Defense Forces. Bottom line, the, uh, the infrastructure, a major terror tunnel also destroyed, an Islamic Jihad terror tunnel. So this group has been weakened, and weakened considerably, it would seem. The Israeli government says all of their uh, goals were accomplished during this campaign. So that's a big takeaway. The, now, another key point here, we'll revisit this in a minute. 
I said the Gaza-based leadership. There are Islamic Jihad leaders who live elsewhere in the Middle East as well. Again, uh, more on that in a minute. The second big takeaway, Iron Dome is an absolutely indispensable, incredible asset for Israel security. Once again, this groundbreaking missile defense system, folks, went to work. Islamic Jihad, over that three-day span, launched some 1,000 rockets. Now, Iron Dome, when it, whatever, whichever rockets it encountered, Iron Dome missile defense systems, it had a 97% success rate. So basically, if a rocket came in the vicinity of Iron Dome, it was getting shot down. So Iron Dome has just been absolutely indispensable, again, over the past decade or so for Israel's security. And now Israel, by the way, as we've reported here on the newscast, is working on Iron Beam, that laser defense system. Who knows? That may be rolled out in the coming year or so. Uh, But those uh, Islamic Jihad rockets did reach central Israel and, and obviously several points in southern Israel, Beersheba, as far as the outskirts of Tel Aviv, the outskirts of Jerusalem. So we see they have longer range now, bigger payloads as well. We saw that in May 2021, of course, the last major flare-up between Israel and Hamas in Gaza. Uh, So Islamic Jihad has an arsenal of several thousand rockets. They have capabilities, but not only did Iron Dome do its job, but at least 15% of those Islamic Jihad rockets misfired and fell inside of Gaza. They never even reached Israel. And in the process, by the way, those misfires killed Palestinian civilians. Islamic Jihad has Palestinian blood on its hands over the past three days, just as Hamas did in May 2021, where we had the same scenario. Hamas rockets were falling inside Gaza and killing Gazans. Uh, Number three takeaway. Okay, we've got number one, Islamic Jihad weakened, uh, no doubt. Number two, Iron Dome, just indispensable for Israel's security, stepped up big once again. Number three, Hamas held its fire. A lot of people are asking why. Look, Hamas is the kingpin in Gaza, of course, rules a strip with an iron fist. Again, still licking its wounds from May 2021. Serious uh, 11-day conflict there when Israel really uh, made a dent in Hamas's terror infrastructure, no doubt. Hamas held its fire this time. Both Hamas and Islamic Jihad are Iranian proxies, of course, but Islamic Jihad even more so, folks. It doesn't have any independence, essentially, uh, from Iran. Whereas Hamas, look... Uh, preserving what they have and still rebuilding from last May in order to fight another day. And the Hamas leadership clearly made the calculation that now was not a good time to stir things up once again with Israel. So Hamas stood back and allowed its fellow Gaza terror group, Islamic Jihad, to go toe-to-toe with Israel. And Israel also made clear, look, we're not targeting Hamas in this round. We are targeting only Islamic Jihad. But folks, make no mistake about it. Another conflict with with Hamas is coming. It may be sooner rather than later. But Israel's dealing with a twin threat there between Hamas and Islamic Jihad. And of course, Hamas feels a competition, uh, a rivalry of sorts with Islamic Jihad. Hamas wants to remain the big boy on the block in Gaza. So not always seeing eye to eye with Palestinian Islamic Jihad, to say the least. But At any rate, this conflict would have been much longer, bloodier, if Hamas got involved. And perhaps the mainstream media would have paid more attention as well. A fourth big takeaway, Israel's leadership has to be seen as a victory for the interim prime minister, Yair Lapid, and defense minister, Benny Gantz. 
Uh, look, new elections obviously coming November 1st. Benjamin Netanyahu is the favorite to become prime minister once again. This was Lapid's first big test on the foreign policy stage. What it tells me is what I've been saying on the newscast for several months, whether it's Bibi, uh, Naftali Bennett, Yair Lapid. There are certainly differences on domestic policy and cultural issues for sure. Lapid is a center-left guy. I don't agree with him on much when it comes to social issues, cultural issues. Uh, but across the board, generally, unless you're talking about the hard left, labor and merits, generally the various Israeli center and right-leaning parties agree on national security. All take a pretty tough stand on Iran's nuclear program and Iran's proxies like Hamas, Hezbollah, Islamic Jihad. So that was another takeaway from the weekend. I thought that, you know, when it comes to stopping Iran, there's not a lot of daylight. Uh, among the various Israeli political factions. Again, daylight on other issues, no doubt, domestically. But when it comes to countering Iran, there seems to be unity among the Israeli leadership, regardless of political affiliation. I think we saw that again this weekend. I think the last big takeaway is Iran. Of course, the head of the snake is in Tehran, folks. It's the fount of all terror in the region, whether it's Islamic Jihad, Hamas, Hezbollah, the Houthis in Yemen, the Shia militias in Iraq and Syria. By the way, Hezbollah, of course, making a lot of noise, condemning, threatening Israel over this latest Gaza engagement. The Houthis in Yemen also pledging to get involved. Once again, they did that in May 2021 as well. So when the Great Northern War comes, which will pit Israel against Hezbollah and Iran in Lebanon and Syria, we've talked about it often here on the newscast, you can bet that the ring of fire which Iran has employed via its proxies surrounding Israel on all sides, you can bet that that ring of fire will ignite, and even the Houthis far south to Yemen may get involved. Rockets, missiles, attack drones on all fronts. That's another story for another time, perhaps. But the last, maybe we'll say this is a sixth takeaway, the Iran nuclear deal. Regardless, what happened this weekend should show you once again that regardless of what Iran does. Iran can plot assassinations against current and former U.S. officials, which it has done and is doing. It could kill U.S. troops in Iraq, target troops in Iraq and Syria, uh, instigate major Middle East wars, and the West is still going to come to the negotiating table desperate to revive the Iran nuclear deal. Big noise out of the weekend as an Iranian proxy is launching rockets at Israel are that European leaders say, we're very close to a new Iran nuclear deal. That deal just won't die. They're back in Vienna, along with Biden administration officials, trying to revive the deal with their Iranian counterparts. So stay tuned there. Again, it seems no matter what Iran does, the West doesn't care. The West just desperately and pathetically wants that Iran nuclear deal. And by the way, how closely aligned are Palestinian Islamic Jihad and the Iranian regime? Well, the overall leader of Islamic Jihad. He doesn't live in Gaza. He lives in Syria, but he's been in Tehran for the past week meeting with senior Iranian officials. Coincidence that Islamic Jihad stirs things up with Israel while its number one leader is in Tehran? I don't think so. Hey, we're keeping a very close eye on this, folks. Again, for now, the ceasefire has held. There are your five big takeaways, though, from this latest round of fighting. Keep this all in prayer, folks. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem, for, for these communities in Israel that were affected 
uh, by this latest rocket barrage in southern and central Israel. Hey, pray for the Palestinian women, children, and innocents and elderly also who are affected by the decisions of their terror leadership, Hamas, Islamic Jihad, and all the rest. Keep it all in prayer. Prayer works. Thanks so much for joining us here today on the newscast. Until tomorrow, God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.